my first memory of Alberta. I was 16 years old, and I was squirrel hunting. There was no actual squirrel hunting that took place, but I was supposed to be squirrel hunting with Jeff Rarden and our friend Tim Seifler. And I was driving that very wet fall day when we were squirrel hunting, and I got my dad's car stuck on Greasy Lane. I wasn't the first, and I won't be the last. And so I didn't know what to do, and Jeff said, I know someone who can help us. And we took off walking for Alberta's house. And uh, we knocked on the door, and she let us in as muddy as we were. And, and, uh, and I remember walking in, and Donnie, you were sitting there eating dinner. You had a big bowl of stew or something, and you were eating dinner. And so we told Alberta what our problem was, that we'd gotten the car stuck. And she said, Donnie will be glad to help you. <laughs> and I looked at Donnie, and he did not look glad to help us <laughs> as he looked up from his bowl of stew. But uh, he did. He went and got the tractor, and he pulled us out. He, he didn't look thrilled with the idea, but he did it. And I think that's something that Bert did for all of us. She had a way of helping us see the right thing to do and how we should, uh, how we should be helpful and encouraging and care for other people. Uh, but if you, had, if you had asked her, how do you do that, Bert? She couldn't have told you. She wouldn't have had any idea. To, she couldn't have answered. I asked her when she turned 101, I said, Bert, what have you learned in 101 years? And she said, well, if I've learned anything, I've forgotten it already. <laughs> and uh, like, yeah, that's Bert. And what was great about that was just simply the joy of life alone was enough. That It wasn't about lessons. It was just the joy of living. And still, for you and me, 102 years is amazing. Uh, and you and I might be tempted to ask someone like Bert, how do you do that? How do you live to be, not just live to be 102, but how do you do it with that much joy? And I'm sure Bert had no idea how to do that. But I watched her, and I listened to her, and I thought about it, and I came up with a few pointers for you and me today on what it might take for you and me to live to be 102 like Bert. And here's what I saw. From watching Bert these last few years, I would tell you that if you want to live a long life, number one, stay involved with what's going on around you. Stay involved. I would go visit Bert there at the nursing home, and a lot of times I wouldn't find her in her room. She'd be in the activity room, and I loved going in there when she was in the activity room. Many mornings, I don't know if they do it every morning, but they gather together in a big circle, and they get the newspaper out, and they read the news. And as stories are read, opinions are offered and little insights. I mean, I heard wonderful things. I just sit there and, and soak it all up. I learned so much just listening. There's a scripture I use a lot at funerals. I, I used it at Tom's funeral. Uh, and it means a lot to me. Paul wrote it shortly before his death. Paul didn't make it to 102, but, but he, he certainly had amazing insight. He writes, he writes these words to his young friend Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, Paul writes, I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. Paul knew at this point in his life that he's no spring chicken, and his time was short 
But he writes this letter, and, and at the end of this letter, uh, he, he writes this encouragement. This, this whole letter is full of encouragement to a young minister, a young preacher who needs to step up. Some of us reach an age and a time in our lives where we think it's time for younger people to, to take over. Don't do that. Rather, work alongside them. Help them. They need your experience. They need the tenacity that's kept you serving all of these years. They need your advice. They need your encouragement. And they need you to show them how to stay involved and how to keep life fun. So stay involved. That's another thing, though, that, that I saw in Bert. Fun. <laughs> and I think maybe it might be one of the secrets to her longevity. I think Bert would tell you to play games. And play those games to win. Uh, one other memory I have of, of Bert. Uh, I got the privilege of being Bert's preacher out of Pleasant Hill for two and a half years. And one of the things that always struck me about her, she had the strongest handshake I had ever felt. That woman had a grip on her. And uh, my wedding day, uh, which was a beautiful, warm day in June, uh, and, and, and I may have been a little nervous that day, and I may have been sweating a little bit, but, but my wedding day, we were in the receiving line, and, and people were coming through, and I had just graduated from college, and I had my college class ring on, and uh, the, the design on that class ring was it had two swords on both sides, and they were a little pointy. And Bert came up to me as she's going through the line, and she squeezed my hand, and I said, Yow! And she said, yeah. <laughs> and pictures of me on my honeymoon show me with two Band-Aids, <laughs> one on each finger. I guess you could say Burt Bradford made an impression on me. Uh, she had a grip. She's a strong lady. And that, that sort of came out, I noticed, when she was playing games. After the newspaper would be read in that group, in that circle, they would all move the wheelchairs closer together and they'd get the kickball out. And I'd watch Bert play kickball. And she'd keep her eye on that ball the whole time she had away. And boy, she'd, she'd get in there and she'd mix it up with the rest of it. And she always kept her, her eye on that ball. And then, and then there were the days when they were playing bingo. And uh, I would come in and visit and Bert would be wearing this gaudy plastic necklace or a, a ring and say, where'd you get that? She said, I want it. She won it playing bingo. She had all kinds of lotions and other things sitting out there that she won playing bingo. Uh, and I watched her play bingo a few times. And, you know, I, I try to be helpful. She didn't need my help. She's playing at least two cards, and she's keeping track of all of them. And she, she was marking them off, waiting, and then she'd yell bingo. And I'd see some of the other ladies turn around and look at her. You know, she'd win again. I don't know if they always liked that. Paul tells Timothy, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. And then he says, I have kept the faith. And that may not sound like it, but it's about, it's a sports term. It means I played by the rules. I didn't foul out. And that was true of Bert, not just in bingo, but in the way that she treated you. She didn't foul out. She kept the rules with the way that she loved others and the way she treated others. You know, in Galatians, Paul gives us the rules. We call them the fruit of the spirit. Uh, but they're the rules for how we're to live and how we win at our faith. Paul says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And he says against such things there is no law. You will not foul out if you do those things. 
And you see, that's how you treat people. And that's how you show them that you're a follower of Jesus. Later on in Galatians, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, Paul says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? Jesus said, A new command I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. That's the rule. That's how we play the game. That's how we play to win. There's uh, one other piece of advice on living a long life that I think we can glean from Bert's example, and that is enjoy your visitors and make them feel welcome. I learned early on when I would go visit Bert, if she was asleep, you wake her up. Because if you don't, you will hear about it. And it will get back to her that you were there and you didn't wake her up. And so I would go in and I would find her peacefully sleeping. And, and I, you know, what, what's she going to say? You know, I should just leave her alone. But, but she would say, I can sleep anytime. I can't always visit with you. So I would gently nudge her and stir her a little bit. And it was, watching Bert wake up was... <laughs> It's kind of like kind of like watching a fluorescent light come on. You know, there's that little hesitation and it flutters, and then all of a sudden her eyes would light up, and she'd just say, "Well, hello!" And there she was. Uh, Bert did that because she knew that everyone was valuable. Everyone has value in the eyes of God. Everyone is loved equally by our Savior Jesus. And the moment that one of us thinks we got an edge or we're just a little bit better, we find out we've not really understood Jesus at all. And sometimes our visits were short, but they were always filled with joy. We always prayed. I always held her hand, and she thanked me for coming. One time we, I went to see her, and, and she said, I'm glad you came to see me. I probably won't remember you were here, but I'm glad you came anyway. And I want you to hear that. That's, that's important. Because there's times that we don't visit because we think, they're not going to remember I was here. Don't give up on those moments when they do know that you're there. Uh, I want you to hear that from Bert. Bert played to win. And uh, Paul here shows us how to serve to win. What does Paul say at the, about the end of his life? He says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, he says, Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, better than those plastic necklaces and rings that Bert would win. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. He wants us to know that this isn't just for Paul. Paul isn't saying this is what I get because I'm special, because I'm an apostle. Paul says it's for everyone who has hungered for God, everyone who has put Jesus first, everyone who has eagerly awaited the day that they get to go home. Sunday, we were standing in the hospital room shortly after Bert had passed, and as, the, as we gathered around there, I said, you know, 102 years is a long time to not be in the arms of Jesus, you know, to not fully be there yet. And I remember when Bert turned 100, I, I sat and talked to her, and we talking about being 100 years old, and she said, I believe I'll try for 101. I'm like, okay, try for that, and when she turned 101, I went to see her, and she said, I believe I'll try for 102. And I went to see her a, a couple days before her birthday this year. And I said, so are you going to try for 103? And she said, oh, I don't think so. 
And then she thought about it a little bit, and she said, well, if I make it, I guess that's okay. <laughs> Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Stay involved. <laughs> play games. Play to win. And enjoy your visitors. Enjoy each other. I, I can't promise you that you'll make it to 102. It may not add years to your life, but I think it will add life to your years. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that in our hurt and in our loss, we do not grieve alone. You mourn with those who mourn. Your son himself identifies himself as a man of sorrows and acquainted with suffering. And we come to you seeking your comfort for this family, for peace through your presence and for hope through your son. And Lord, generations will come that didn't get to know Bert Bradford. And I pray that we can take the best of who she is, the best of who she was, and, and carry that with us for them that they might know something of her through us. And above all else, we'll, we'll look to you, the giver and sustainer of life. We owe you all of our days, and from you we find all of our hope. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.